Yo, we are back for another episode of What's Good With You. And I got a special guest today, a young brother by the name of Jimmy Bishop. Yes, sir. Who is a artist, entrepreneur, producer, and engineer. And Jimmy actually found me. Yeah, yeah. I actually remembered how I found you, uh, the homie Mo Thorough. Oh, yeah. Him. Mo, Mo was and on I, here. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Mo. I was like, okay, that's where it came from. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's great. I'm glad that you found me. And um, Beans, what's up? Just chilling, you know what I mean? Chilling, enjoying this happy uh, day. All it's right. a nice day. Overwhelmed. Outside, yeah, it is. It is nice outside. Yeah. It is nice outside. And isn't it supposed to be winter? Does, Not mean, yet. We got like a few more weeks. Yeah, I'm like, we yeah. never really get winter in California anyway, so, you know. But how's y'all week going? Want to go first? Shoot, my week, man. It's, just, it's good. Busy. Always busy. Um, just trying to get better at time management, how I plan my time, because mm-hmm. people hit me for stuff day of, and that's something my, my girlfriend didn't help me with is not jumping at everybody's beck and call. Like, right. if you hit me an hour, two hours out, you giving me tomorrow. Like, I ain't, right. I ain't going for that. Yeah. What about you, Beans? Um, extremely overwhelmed, uh, very anxious, uh, anxiety flickers all the time, but I'm learning to transmute my anxiety into enthusiasm as I have a play that's about to be here in less than two weeks. Okay. Congratulations. Yeah, right. congrats on that. My bad, my bad. <laughs> you got the claps, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so. But no, nah, I'm... I'm, I'm Finding strength and just being honest with myself as far as how I feel so that I can know how to respond to it. Mm-hmm. This is my first time doing a play, and it's a lot of moving pieces. But just figuring out as I go, I'm excited. That's hard. That's really Yeah, hard. I'm excited for you. I can't wait to see. Like, I almost I almost tried out for it, but I was like, nah, 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 that's not, <laughs> that's not my thing. The play is called Transparency, so usually I have a shirt that sure. says Be Intentional. Mm-hmm. This is actually the first time I've ever even wore this shirt, and it's part of marketing, but um, Transparency is a series that I created that deals with people being overtly transparent on the first date. Because we know how people can present whoever they want when they first meet you, mm-hmm. and it's not until later in the relationship you like... <laughs> I wish I, I know that. I wish I knew that sooner. <laughs> yeah. So it's a lot of different perspectives from like a single parent to someone who might not be into interracial dating to love at first sight, mm-hmm. heartbroken, a lot of different angles. So I did three seasons of that. And this fourth go around, I'm bringing it live for people to come out and see it in person. Okay. So figuring it out as I go, but everything is working out the way that it's supposed to. Yeah, congratulations, man. And I love that transparency series because I just feel like you're just speaking my life because these this dating in LA <laughs> you know trash. No, you know what? I'm gonna challenge you on that because I think it's funny that a lot of people always talk about dating in LA. Dating this dating can be trash anywhere. Facts. <laughs> Let me Super let you facts. know. Dating can be trash anywhere. Mm-hmm. But guess, at yeah. the same time it, it all circles back to accountability and how people respond to other people. Because mm-hmm. people can lack accountability anywhere in the world. I think it's heightened because there's a bunch of transplants who moved to LA. Right. So they try to think, Well, it wasn't as hard for me back where I'm from or the honestly, dating can be trash anywhere. Not saying people should lose hope with love, but I don't know. I think you get out what you put in. You attract like the type of person you are in that season. 
So. Oh well, I guess I'm not a good person. Well, you're not <laughs> saying you're not a good person, but at <laughs> least that's that's my personal because experience. Because these like. people be trying me. But all right, how are you feeling? Let's get into that. Oh yeah, yeah how yeah. am I feeling? Um, exhausted, okay. uh, a little burnt out. Mm. Um, but I was happy to see my family. You know, for Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving yeah. I think that kind of gave me like a recharge. Okay, because I've been off work for the past couple of days, mm. so. I'm I'm happy that I got to rest and see my family and you know now I'm like okay I can handle work tomorrow I can I can do this but before Thanksgiving I was just like oh I'm about to quit this job you know like <laughs> I was just like it's it's too much I'm thinking like dang I got to plan the pocket no I ain't even gonna do it like you know I was putting stuff off but like you know you need that self care time to recuperate so you can get back to focusing on the things that you want to focus on Amen so. I'm here, y'all. I'm here giving y'all the content that y'all deserve, okay? Mm-hmm. But let's keep it real and get into the main topic of today, which is not just entrepreneurship, but, you know, making it on your own, not taking that regular or typical road to doctor, lawyer, or office job, like betting on yourself, and both of you guys are entrepreneurs. Um, and so are you. <laughs> oh, I like that. No, because we had a conversation about entrepreneurship and she was talking to me like I was the only entrepreneur on the phone. I'm like. <laughs> I mean, I guess, I guess Somebody I'm talk to her, man. entrepreneur. I mean, what's this? You built this, right? Can you what talk? What we on right now? <laughs> yeah, I guess. I, I, I don't know why I never saw it as that, uh-huh. but. Yeah, I can see. I can see now. I can see now how I am a part of that category as well. But I guess since I'm not making any money, I don't feel like I'm. I mean, you got to invest and put in money up front before you start. It's all back in. Right. See, I'm with the experts. I'm with the experts. So let's let's talk about both of your guys' business. Like, how did you get started in that? I'll ask Jimmy first. Okay. Um, it started with just having a love for music, first and foremost. Like, music was something I've always loved since I was a kid, but just kind of was running from my whole life just because, you know, you see, I grew up in a strict Christian household. Okay. So my mom would go crazy. She seen me on TV with, <laughs> with, uh, you know, girls or whatever. So I was like, man, I can't do that. And then college, you know, with my good friend Jordan Bentley, Seeing him grow his brand into what it is today, Hypeland, mm-hmm. it inspired me to go out and chase what it is I wanted to do with music. I figured it's just as hard to get a job doing software, doing right. doctor, so I have a better chance at succeeding if I do something I actually like doing. So then that's yeah. Isn't it funny how sometimes like you go to college for something and then you realize when mm. you're in college, like, oh, I want to do something completely different. Facts. That has nothing to do with my degree. Because yeah. now I'm starting to think that, like, even though I went and got my degree in psychology and I have a master's in social work, I'm thinking more so I want to be in media now. Mm. I just hosted a, a red carpet for the first time uh, two weeks ago. or Yeah, two weeks ago. And it was so easy for me. Like, it just came so naturally. And this guy asked me, oh, well, what what news station do you work for? I said, I don't. <laughs> I was I like, work I for the what's good with you news station. Exactly, exactly. That's what I work for. But I was just like, wow, this is, is some, it feels good, you know? And I'm starting to think about, like, switching over to that. But, yeah, we'll not talk about that right now. But, Beans, talk about how you got your brand started. 
Um, so Chef Bean's intentional consumption actually isn't my first and only brand. My first brand is called College Shirt Tour. So what I was doing was I was getting and collecting a shirt from every college that I visited. And I ended up turning that hobby into a company where I was going around teaching people how to network effectively through mm. a system that I created. Because networking is something that's always pushed on us to do, but no one ever taught us how to do it. Right. So basically, I created a simple system. But the only reason why I stopped putting more energy and emphasis on that is because I put, felt like my creativity took the back burner. Mm-hmm. And back to what I was telling you earlier, how we I feel like in life, everyone hits a crossroad where you're trying to figure out. What do I really want to do? Sometimes we take steps towards operating out of fear because of what our parents want us to do or fear of not having enough. Or we say, I'm going to take a chance Mm -hmm. because this feels like if if I'm applying to be software engineer, like I feel like I'm putting the same energy into this. So I say all that to say creating Chef Bean's intentional consumption is a reflection in the umbrella of everything that I cook up, whether that's the realm of teaching people how to network or community service or anything like that. That was the inspiration behind it because I was tired of feeling like I was living a life with strings on my arms. Mm-hmm. I just felt like I wasn't in control because right. I kept ending up in workspaces where I was effective, but I wasn't happy. Mm. So I felt like I was always looking at happiness from like a distance. I'm like, how can I live like that? Or if I'm reading all these books and they're saying happiness is feeling like you don't got no problem going to this place and I'm like, I'm not experiencing it. So mm-hmm. I need to unlearn some stuff and make it happen. So everything in this person that people are seeing now is a reflection of everything that I had to unlearn. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. deep. Yeah. yeah. And, and some people might ask me when I put out this episode, like Nia, you have a mental health podcast. Why are you talking about entrepreneurship? But I'm, I'm talking about real life experiences and how they impact our mental health. So this is a part of our life experiences. Last year, I was looking up the stats that um, the applications for businesses rose by 95 percent from tw- 2019 to 2020. So it's like everybody is hopping on this entrepreneur, you know, train. I mean. It ain't for the week, though. It ain't for the week. But I'm seeing that people, especially our generation, is starting to, like, break free from that uh, typical job thing and creating our own jobs. And I think that's I think that's amazing. And I'm also trying to start my own business as well. But another business, <laughs> another yeah. another business. <laughs> I mean, it's like with anything you got pros and cons. I'll say, you know, some cons of going the traditional route is they tell you get a good degree, you'll have a skill, you can always have a job. That's not always the case. Right. Because if you go work for somebody any day, if that company goes under, if they bankrupt, if you at will employment, you can get fired for no reason. Mm-hmm. And your right. job is gone. Right. So if you're an entrepreneur, you how much work you put in is how much you get paid. Mm. And you'll have what's called an always-on business to where you can have passive income, making money while you sleep. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you have to go clock in a job, you're always trading your time for money. You're right. never making money unless you're working, unless you're there. Right, right, I mean. right. And I wanted to ask both of you, because when you're starting a new business or a new venture, it has to exist in your mind first before Absolutely. it's yeah. you know on paper. And there's something in you that you have to believe in it more than anybody else. So what do you think was that moment for both of you guys where – you were like, you know what? I can do this. 
Like, I'm going to go forward with it. Because it all it's all mental. It starts here. If you don't believe that your vision is going to happen, it ain't going to happen. You got to believe in it in order for it to be in fruition. Right. So what was that, I guess, aha moment for the both of you guys? Um, Beans, go ahead. You can start us off. <laughs> no, I'm just laughing. What was that word? Fruition? 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 Fruition. Yeah, yeah I said it right. I Didn't I? I hope so. Yeah, you think about friction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm playing with you. But uh no, nah, the aha moment for me, I wouldn't necessarily say I grew up in a heavy Christian household, but I did have to go to church. Mm-hmm. And I remember the song This Little Light of Mine, I'ma let it shine. I didn't know how much that was an affirmation because when I got older, Back to what I was saying earlier, like I realized the things that mainly gave me joy and just I kept finding myself in situations where I would think of something, not act on it and someone else would do it. Facts. Like that. Yes. I feel like that <laughs> yeah. kept happening to me. I'm like, yo, I just thought of that. All like what everything from like inventions to ideas mm-hmm. to things that I kept saying. So I'm like, yo, the next thing that I feel very good about. I'm going to act on it and I'm going to just take it from there. And I feel like I kept seeing the results of consistency to the point where I just wanted to put all my eggs in a basket and just be like, yo, you're taking all these gambles, all these other different places. Really take a gamble on yourself, yourself. because mm-hmm. yeah. your faith has always showed your results of your leaps. Mm-hmm. So I was just kind of like, you know what? F it. And I know not even worst case scenario. I just know how to survive. Like I know I'm disciplined enough to make things happen. Yeah. Had to learn how to put my ego to the side with a lot of things, but that's what happened at the beginning stages of entrepreneurship. Me being like, "Yo, things keep happening because you're not make pushing a button. Push the button on the next thing that you feel good about, and everything else just started to snowball after that. Because, like you said, it has to exist in your mind first, and it just it just started happening. Like everything that I have now and and more to come." Existed in my mind Far before I even Shared it with anybody Yeah mm. Yeah, yeah I think you? for me It's ba- Just desire Like When I first started You know Being in music You think you're the greatest ever Like right. I'll write this In my journal man They can't, can't see me man And just Having that And then Having a goal To create something For the Inland Empire Where I'm from That I've never seen before You know All these people out here Doing music That Nobody calls this home or reps this. Everybody goes off to L.A., acts like they from L.A. It's not like, nah, bro, you from Fontana. You right, know, exactly. you're from. <laughs> exactly. Uh, to really put the IE on the map, because it's the next largest county out here outside of L.A. I'm right. like, why is like a festival, a uh, label, all that, just really trying to create something for where I'm from that I just haven't seen. Mm-hmm. not going to wait on someone else to do it. I'm right, gonna do it, exactly, so. exactly. Yeah. And that's why you... Your, the name of your company is Inland Epic House. I.E. Like, yeah, got yeah, you. Okay, okay, yeah. I get it. I get it now. I get it. Um, so for you to, what are some of the downsides of entrepreneurship that people don't really talk about? I, don't I mean. Get- uh, well, well, let me talk about my. I was my about struggle. to say, I was yeah. about to kick yeah. it back yeah. to you. Yeah. Like you keep saying, you too, you too, you are an entrepreneur too. Don't have me go off. I'm okay, about to go okay, off. okay, 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 okay. I got you. I got you. What are um, your downsides when it came to the things that you're trying to build with the podcast? Let's mm-hmm. kick it back to you. Well, for me, I started a podcast in the pandemic, and it was easier to maintain in the pandemic because I was working from home. Everything was virtual. Um, I didn't really have to drive around because my, my job causes me to drive everywhere. 
So it was easy for me in the beginning because we were at home. I was always on my computer on Instagram or whatever. But once we switched back to in person, I was just like, dang, this is second job right here. Like, <laughs> this is not as easy as I thought. Like, I'm like, I need an intern. I need something. Yeah. But yeah, sometimes I just get burnt out from my real job. But then I'm like, oh, we got an episode that's coming out on Thursday. I haven't hit Marquise to give him the clips yet. I haven't told, you know, I haven't even watched the episode yet. And so I guess it's time management, but. What gives me fuel when when I am feeling burnt out like that is people will randomly call me and be like, Nia, I just listened to that episode that you mm. did with Ayo, and man, that was the best episode y'all had. And I'm just like, all right, Nia, get focused. Yeah. Like, let's, <laughs> let's go. Like, yeah, yeah. create some more content. Like, we gotta, we gotta keep going. We gotta keep filming. And I guess that's one of the downsides is just the, the time that it takes. Like, I think I underestimated... Cause a lot of people have podcasts, y'all. Mm-hmm. And I and I looked at it. I love podcasts. And I looked at it and like, oh, I could do this. Like, this seems easy. But when I actually learned how to edit, and then at first I was filming my own stuff and editing that as well. And the, running the social media, trying to get guests on the show, doing all that. I was just like, dang, this really is a second job. Like, this, it, it was a lot more than what I thought it would be. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. I look at everything like building a business. You look at Netflix, Amazon, whatever. And it was at least 10 years that they was in business before they really took off to that right. high echelon status. Yeah. So you got to give yourself that time to succeed. If mm-hmm. you go one year, three years, four years, like that's not long enough to really give yourself the room right. to flesh that out. Yeah. yeah. And in our generation, we're kind of like, well, it seems like sometimes people get famous overnight. And, and so sometimes I think that to myself, like, why is it my thing getting more views? Like, we're talking about good yeah. things. Like, this is good content. But like you said, you got to put that work in. Because you don't see all the work they did before exactly, that. Exactly. Right. It was exactly. a long night. Right, exactly. Night. Especially with podcasts, like the ones that are at the top, they've been around for like 10 years. And they just now getting to the top. So I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, Nia, you, you got to put more work in. You got to be patient and wait for it to be your turn because maybe it's not the right time right now. So, yeah, I'm I'm working on that. I'm still not all the way there with the patience, but, you know, it's a work in progress. Yeah, it's a, it's a slippery slope when it comes to, like, businesses, like pros and cons because even thinking about the pros, you're – you're in control. I'm the one who's making all the decisions. No mm-hmm. one's telling me what to do. But at the same time, you have to have a high level of accountability, responsibility, and discipline because nobody's telling you. Fast. You have to be somewhere at a certain time. Right. You have to pick up the phone. You have to make sure you're here and there. So it's a struggle, but I guess where I found grace at is understanding that I'm not going to do anything that I don't want to do. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to operate out of desperation and I'm just trusting that the time is going to happen whenever it's supposed to. And I'm going to circle back to that word desperation because not even just moving out here, but I think it was heightened moving out here, seeing how people operate out of desperation. And when somebody walks in the room, oh, my God, you know, that so-and-so yeah. from so-and-so. <laughs> and, da, 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 and I'm just, I just view everybody as people. Mm-hmm. Like, 
I don't know. I feel like we all have our problems. Social media and the internet is a facade or what Nick Foles from the Eagles said before is a highlight reel. Mm -hmm. Most people only post the highlights anyway, Mm -hmm. but behind those posts, there could be a lot of destruction Mm -hmm. or things like that. So I don't even put too much energy and light into that. But as an entrepreneur, I focus more on what does a successful day look like for me today? How can I be as effective as I need to be in taking it from there and, and, giving myself grace at the end of the day if I don't do the 10 out of the 10 things that I planned on doing because we could beat ourselves up like you just said why is my thing getting most views why is my thing like you you beating your, you beating yourself up mm-hmm. to where it's like you know what I put my best foot forward and I'll just take it from there so right. that's that's my experience I think for me just learning to relax like I've been meditating a lot more lately that's been helping a lot and do my affirmations in the morning and all that. But the fact that just relax and be appreciative, like music pays all my bills. I'm fully supporting myself off mm, of music. Right. Wow. And yeah, I may not be fully where I want to be yet or, you know, whatever, but th- that simple fact, the fact all my time is mine, I make my own schedule, I go where I want, when I want. Mm-hmm. I have time to think and network and build these ideas because I'm not working 40 hours a week. Right. That's, that's all I've been wanting yeah, so. When did you make that switch to like go full time into Man, what again, you're doing? Gotta give props to, to my lady over there. She gave me the courage to quit my job and broke it down to me that I was actually losing money working. Mm. Whereas, you know, wow. with music as an engineer or just service based in general, it's really it can be sporadic sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, one week you book crazy and then maybe you don't book again for like three weeks or something like that. So at my job, you know, you know, you get paid every two weeks. Right. You know that paycheck is coming. But as an engineer, it's like, okay, I can book, you know, 20 hours a day or I can set my price, whatever I want. Right. So in three hours, in a three hour session, I can make a full day's work at my Mm -hmm. job. So I was like, man, looking at it like that, I just got to bet on myself to actually run this up and market myself and just stay booked and quit about... It's been about two months now, and I was, it's been great. So. Well, congratulations yeah. on that. I can't wait to get to that point in life. <laughs> yeah, thank you. For sure. Um, my next question is, what have you learned about yourself that you didn't know before starting your business? Because I feel like you go through a lot of emotions when you really want something to work, mm-hmm. and... Like Beans was saying earlier, like nobody's checking in with you. Nobody's making sure you make these calls or do these connections or work on your website. Nobody's making you do that. You have to have that inner discipline. So is there anything that you learned about yourself or maybe you're surprised? Like, dang, I really am good at this or I really can do this. Like, did you have any realizations? Yeah, the realizations that I've had in the most confident and knowing way that I can put it is that I'm the shit. And I've been, <laughs> and I've always known, yeah. like for real, like I've always known. But I think, okay, put it this way. Let me start over. Recently, I've run most mornings and the question that came up yesterday in my mind for whatever reason was, a lot of people can figure out a lot of things about themselves that they ask themselves, how were they introduced to fear as a kid? Mm-hmm. I feel like you can unravel a lot of things. So for whatever reason, that question popped up in my head and I realized I was introduced to fear in the household where it's like, 
you got to work to make sure you have bills or when you go outside, if anybody try to play you, don't come back without being um, like <laughs> a, a lot of different things. And I yeah. realized how much that impacted me as an adult. And when it comes to like a, a entrepreneurship or pushing a button, a lot of times when it came to business, it's like, ah, you got this much money saved up first before you do that. Oh, you can't do that without having this. All mm-hmm. these can'ts as opposed to just saying, F, you got everything that you need mm-hmm. and just make it happen. So back to what I was saying, like, nah, I've been new is because I've always known that I just had to unlearn and block out a lot of the fears that people were trying to project onto me. Yeah. So mm-hmm. when it comes to entrepreneurship, I've learned the power of consistency. I've learned if you're trying to make something happen, you'll figure it out, mm-hmm. especially if rent do. Yeah. Right. Especially if you got certain things, you're going to figure it out. So that's that's what I've learned back to just me being like, yo, I've I've always known the like my magnitude. I just had to unlearn and really put a higher spotlight on it. Yeah. I think for me it's just a test of what you really made of for real. Right. Like this will test your gut to mm-hmm. the core. You know, like you were saying, you don't if you in charge, you really don't have no one to bounce off or to, to check off mm-hmm. of because they waiting on see what you're gonna do right it's like man you think what you think about this is this a good idea it's like whatever you want to do man i'm like man like that's, that's crazy. i do have to give my opinion like okay and i gotta be honest yeah so i like what you said about fear i don't know what the exact quote is but like will smith was talking about like how on the other side of fear, like it's something great mm-hmm. most of the time. Like yeah. you have to take a risk. And I realized that with starting the podcast and then also when I hosted the red carpet, like I almost got in my head and was like, Oh my God, what if I stutter? What if I mess up? What if but I had to let go of that fear and be like, No, you can do this. You've been doing this. You interview people all the time on your podcast. You can do it on a red carpet. Facts. And when I was able to mentally, like, conquer that, I just, I killed it. Like, no extra takes, no none of that. Like, I I was just going That's through hard. it. And even, I was, I was surprised, like, learning that about myself. Like, dang, yeah, if you let go of this fear, you could accomplish so much more. Because even when... I first started the podcast. My mom's like, what's a podcast? Like, (laughs) you don't have any training in that. You don't. I'm like, but hey, I talk to people for a living. I got to talk to new people every single day when I'm meeting my clients, their parents, the school board members, whoever it is, the school counselors. I have to think on my feet. I have to talk a lot. So I was just like, I can do this. And I let go of that fear and I was able to accomplish it. But yeah, I, I love that quote by Will Smith because he was talking about when he jumped out of a plane. Right. And, like, you're you're so anxious about it. Sometimes you could get in your head so much and, and be so fearful and so anxious about it that you don't do it. But it's like when, when you're jumping out of a plane, you don't have no choice. You strap to somebody and you go. And he said, like, he had the best time of his life, like, falling out of the plane because as soon as you let that fear go, it's just like, this is amazing. Mm. This is amazing. So... I, that's what I learned about myself is I have to let go of that fear sometimes in order to accomplish what it is that I need to accomplish. And once I learn how to do that, I was just like, dang, I, I know that there's a lot of great things coming for me because I've been able to get rid of that fear. Yeah, so that fear will paralyze you for real. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it will. And And a lot of times I tell even like my clients that I'm working with, like a lot of times it's in your head. I'm like, yeah. okay, yeah, you're anxious that this will happen, but how many times has it actually happened? 
And we like really have to evaluate it like with numbers so that they right. can see like mm. you think that this is going to happen. But all the other times you did it, it didn't happen. Right. So why would it happen now? You know, and it's like, OK, if it does happen, are you able to get through it? Are you going to worry about this in a week, in a month, in a year? And they say, well, no. OK, then. So it doesn't matter if it happens or not. You're going to be able to get through it. Right. So that helps decrease, you know, that anxiety around it. But. You know, I don't want to get too much into therapy. It's like you, you were know. saying, too. Fear will make you do stuff out of desperation. Mm-hmm. Like, like Kobe used to say, the better you plan and the harder you work, the lot of that fear starts to fade away. If you just right. plan to the T and you're working every day consistently, you won't have no fear like that because no, you're prepared for it. Right. You know, also, I guess before we go to the next like question, I was just thinking about like words like fear and Anxiety. When people say my fear, my anxiety, you give it ownership. You basically make it a part of you as opposed to saying this is fear and it's just like something that I'm experiencing right now. Right. Or even if you're about to do something and you're trying to coexist with that fear, mm-hmm. don't let that fear stop you from still pushing the button because right. fear still comes into my life. Right. And certain things still like happen. Even when I said earlier, I'm feeling anxious. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm transmuting it. Like, right. because it's all in our head at the end of the day. So right. just different things like that, I guess, for the listeners to, I guess, I just challenge you to not own the fear, not own the anxiety. Just let it be what it's going to be and learn how to either transmute it, dismiss it or coexist with it if it's not negatively impacting you. Right. Don't yeah. don't let it stop you. Like you said, like, even if you still feel that fear, just do it. Because a lot of times <laughs> when I'm talking to the kids and they're anxious about something and they actually do it and they're like, Miss Nia, it wasn't even that bad. <laughs> I'm like, see, see, yeah. it was all in your head. Like when you actually did it, you felt a lot better. All right. And now that means, too, when you when you do it again, you're not going to feel as anxious because you already know what's on the other side. Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, fear. Yes, it's there for a reason. But it shouldn't limit you from pursuing what you want to do, mm-hmm. especially if you have a gift. Right. Like both of y'all have. That's a just gift. so weird. Like all of us have. Yeah. Like Yo, all I'm about to get on. <laughs> like fear is, is defined differently by different people. So for me, at this point in my life, I try to acknowledge it when I see it mm-hmm. and understand that in my mind, there's no such thing as failure. Right. Mm. So what what I'm gonna be afraid of it for? Like if I fail in something, I either learn how to do it better the next time or. You know, just take it on the chin and keep right. moving. It's, it's right. not bad. So I wanted to ask, why do you guys think that it's our generation that's kind of stepping out? I mean, obviously, there's always been entrepreneurs, but mm-hmm. it just seems like now more than ever, like our generation is is veering off. What do you think it is about, you know, our generation that's different that we're like, eh, we're not going to do the regular office job. Like, we're not about that. What, what do you think it is about our generation? I, I think it's um exposure to different things. Like on the Internet, for example, mm-hmm. like our the older generations, they didn't have the Internet. So if they wanted to get certain information, they had to go to the library. Right. Yeah. They had to read certain books. We can literally Google something and find out the information more instantly. But I think also thinking about YouTube, you seeing four year olds getting paid millions of dollars to yeah. open toys. <laughs> so yeah. when you seeing it, like people getting paid all these different ways, even mm-hmm. if you want to people on Instagram, Instagram models, whatever, you just seeing all these different routes. 
and then you're going to a job that you might not even like. Right. It's like that tug of war because you're able to literally pick up your phone and see millions of different experiences as opposed to what they used to do back in the day. They still do now. Let me not even say back in the day, but use TV to control the narrative. Yeah. Use newspapers to control the narrative. So you basically only... Most of the time, believe in what you're seeing on TV, and, but there's so much information now. So we literally know, like how you said, you broke it down. I'm making more money doing my own thing. Yeah. I think everyone's kind of in that space where they're weighing the pros and cons. When it comes to the pandemic, a lot of people were forced to sit with themselves. Mm-hmm. And that was their first time experiencing solitude or just isolation to where when you left alone with your thoughts, a lot of questions are going to come up. Dang, like you... Your job was kind of pacifying how you was actually feeling. Do you actually really like this job? Are you even happy in this relationship? Are you even... uh, So many things, I think, came up for a lot of people. So they had to do certain things to survive, not just financially, but I think even internally. Like, I need to do something because now that I might enjoy working remotely, I never really liked that manager. And I just put up with her. Now that I've been away for her for eight months, and now I don't even know if I want to walk back into that. Mm. Let me look into fixing people credit or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do you think, Jimmy? Can you repeat the question one more time? Okay, so, so the question was, why do you think that our, our generation, generation okay. is the one like veering off and starting our own businesses versus in the I past? think it's like you were saying with social media, I think a lot of it stems to money too because I was watching something yesterday. It's talking about most Hourly based positions are capped at maybe like 200 an hour on like the higher end. So you can multiply that in a year salary. That's four or five hundred thousand a year, which is cool. Mm-hmm. But you know, kids nowadays they want the Lamborghini. They want right. they want to be millionaires. So right. it's like you can't create true generational wealth working for somebody else. Right. You just can't do it. That's you nice. gotta start your own. You gotta own the company. You got to be the chairman or something like that. So, you know, it's harder to move up in a company than it is to just start your own. I think a lot of these kids are realizing that you can go open a business, $600, you got your LLC, mm-hmm. and now, you, now you're now moving. Right. So I, I think it's money, and it's also, uh, you know, in L.A., it seems like that's what everybody's doing. So I think where you live plays a big part in that, too. your degree and everything like I'm not limited to my degree I can do so many other things like you don't have to be reduced to what you you know a piece of paper like you can expand your horizon so I I think that's great that our generation is getting into that and I, I would say for me sometimes I struggle with like older people like, telling me, like, oh, but don't you want to do therapy? Don't you want to do this? Like, you went to school for this. Like, your student loans and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, but, yeah, like, this right here, though, like, sitting here doing this, this provides me with a different type of joy than doing therapy. The red carpet. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? saying? Like, it just, it's a different feeling when you are doing something that you're called to do and you're good at it. Yeah. You know, it's just a different feeling. Like, I love the kids, though. I love y'all. I love the kids. <laughs> But it's just a different feeling, and that's why I'm thinking about pursuing that more full time than, you know, what I am doing. But the next, oh, go ahead. I cut you off. But I think there's no cookie cutter way for 
how someone should be or wants to be successful. Right. Mm-hmm. For some people, there's nothing wrong with going to school. Right. I met some of my lifelong friends in college. Right. I'm, right. I'm glad I went. Yeah. Um, it just all depends on how you are as a person. If you're the type that you can go work the long hours and put in the work all the all nighters and build that business from the right. ground up, start your business. Like I know kids who, as what they would have spent on a loan going to school. They went to the bank and got a loan for that same amount and started a business making tons of money now. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, Still loans, it man. all depends on how you wired. Some yeah. people, they need structure. They need, like, I'm going to get this degree. I'm going to work for somebody. I'm going to get this check. Mm-hmm. And that's cool, you know. Support your family. That's, right. that's where it's at. Yeah. It's nothing wrong with the regular jobs. Like, I still got my regular yeah. 9 to 5, too. So, there's nothing wrong with that. Beans, you want to say something? I was just going to say, um, th- what this one girl told me one time, um, she said she enjoys her job, even though, like, I know she, if she wanted to be an entrepreneur, she could, but she said she enjoys her job because she enjoys the ability to be able to unplug when she gets home. Yeah, mm. it don't come being home a, with yeah, you. Being an entrepreneur, you know, that's 24-7. Always on. Right. Yeah. 24-7, but she's like, no, I like the ability to unplug. All my bills are paid for. I don't know if she found her husband or not, but she was just more so like, <laughs> But that is okay. Like, mm-hmm. make it make sense to you. But if yeah. you if you have, only you know what your thoughts be telling you at night or your mm-hmm. intuition. Right. So lean into that and just take it from there. That's a great segue because my next question was about, you know, you're, as an entrepreneur, you're working all the time. So do you struggle with taking a break because you're yes. like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm losing money if I if I take a day off or I'm losing, you know. Mm-hmm. So how do you manage that? I'm not good at it. <laughs> I'm be honest. Like I feel like I have good days mm-hmm. where I can attempt to do it, but even in that attempt to be like, all right, let me just watch some cartoons or something. Let me just try to be human, eat some ice cream. Thoughts is always like. You still got shit to do, right? So it's, right. All, it's it's in the back of your head. It's still there. It's challenging. I mean, I've even been on vacation before, just kind of like I seen a meme that's talked about like whenever a drug dealer goes away to like in Miami or somewhere, they had him in the water with like his jacket on and stuff. Like, no, I know the block popping right nah. now. <laughs> but not saying yeah. I would sell drugs or anything like that. But I think my, I have that same headspace. Like when I'm away, like. Dang, I could have dropped this cell. So I'm struggling with it. I'm not good at it. I don't have the answers. You know, I always say the things that make me happy, that is what helps pacify it. But outside of that, it's something I'm still working on because I feel like I'm always looking to do the next thing. Mm-hmm. Like, so this year, um, and not even to really go on a tangent, this year I wrote a book. I had a successful season of transparency, about to do a play, all these different things. And I haven't even taken the time to really enjoy and bask in them because it's like as soon as one thing's done, I'm looking to do the next thing. Right. So that's just how I'm wired. So I'm I'm learning to just kind of be like, call somebody who you haven't talked to in a minute. Just Mm -hmm. catch up with them. But I'm, I'm, I'm still figuring it out. I think for me, it's about being intentional with my time. I used to be, man, hanging out like you were saying, man, I could be doing this, 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 and then you just get in your head, and then you just not even have fun no more. But now it's like I just work hard every day because I know I don't have to plan for a break. At least that's that's what works for me. Mm. I don't plan for the breaks because there will be days where I'll go do something and I didn't work that day. And I'm like, I'm cool with that because I didn't spend – seven, eight, ten days straight working. Right. Mm, so I know right. the breaks will come. 
So I just I just let them happen. And when I'm on break, I'm on break. I'm turning my phone off. When I'm working, I'm I'm locked in. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm with Chef Beans because I'm struggling with the finding the time for myself because I I have a nine to five that I work Monday through Friday, but then I got another job where Mm. I'm doing therapy from like five to eight with teenagers because I want to be able to pay to do this podcast and other things, my other business that I have coming out. So I'm like, I'm I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. And like my mom called me one time and I, I had lost, I told you about like I lost my garage opener. I was losing a lot of things. I lost a whole suit and found it. Like it was like my my brain was just like kind of shutting down because I wasn't resting kind of. So I was just like forgetful. And my mom's like, "Nia, you're doing too much. Like why would you get a second job? You already have a good job." And I'm like, "But I'm trying to chase this dream. Like I need money to fund this and." My regular job is not going to be able to pay for that and on top of all the bills and rent and everything. So the way that I'm seeing it now in my head, it's like all this is going to pay off to one day where I don't have to worry about this. Right. Mm. That's how I'm looking at it right now. Like, yes, I'm working all these jobs now and doing all these things, but eventually one day I won't have to do this. So if I work hard enough now, eventually I won't have to stress myself with all these jobs to fund my dream. Like my dream will will fund my life. Right. Amen. So that's how I'm looking at it now. That's another thing they don't tell you about being an entrepreneur is in the beginning you wearing multiple hats. Right. You got to be every position before right. you can hire help and hire right. someone to head that department. Right. right. Yeah. I, I read I read in the in this book called. Oh, I can't think of it right now. Hopefully it comes to me. But it talks about um, if you want to find a way to attract more compensation, find a way to give out more value. Mm. So I always keep that at the forefront when it comes to like the businesses and things that I want to do. This is important because of the value that it's giving. So this podcast, everything you're doing, the value that is given to the confidence of people in the IE, yeah. people who struggle with mental health or want to know more about it. That's the premise of this podcast. You know, mm-hmm. like, so keeping value at the forefront, everything else is just going to come in multiplying. So that's one thing, I guess, when I'm trying to like, pacify or mitigate these anxious feelings that come sometimes is I'm giving out value. And that's why things are going to work out. Yeah. Right. Um, my the next Go-Giver. I'm sorry. That's what it was called. The Go-Giver. Go-Giver. Oh, I was like, that was the, I'm like, who? I'm going to have to check that out. The Go-Giver. The Go-Giver. That's cool. The Go-Giver. That, that was the name of the book. That's cool. Do you think that as an entrepreneur or to be successful that sometimes your personal relationships don't... They kind of suffer. Yeah, they kind of suffer because, I mean... I would say for me, mm. let, let me not speak on everybody else, <laughs> but I would say for me that I've seen how some of my, my family relationships have suffered because okay. I'm always focusing on working or my podcast or yeah. whatever. And I was visiting my grandparents um, on Wednesday and I'm like, dang, I haven't been here since I moved out because I, I moved out in July. I'm like, dang, I haven't been here since I moved out. Like I felt kind of guilty. Because I'm like, I've been working, 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 but I haven't really been spending time with my family like how how I used to. Mm-hmm. So 
Do you guys struggle with any of that? Because I, I, I really felt bad, like, because I was just like, dang, I really haven't been here in, like, five months. And normally I would be there all the time, you know, visiting my grandparents or whatever. So, yeah, maybe, do you, do you deal with that? It was more intense at the beginning, but listening to you talk and thinking about it, I think when it comes to you trying to pursue like a business or whatever like that, both sides, as far as family and you, are challenged on your level of adaptability because things are changing. Like, and if this is something that I truly care about, I do have to give this the attention and everything that it needs to grow. So the challenge comes in when it comes to still reaching out, calling, checking in when you can. But I don't, I don't feel as bad. I feel like at this point people get the point and they know there's no love lost. Right. I think yeah. that's the thing. And, and it's always, you're being tested to see who also was like as solid as they probably presented themselves to yeah. be. Because some people, oh, now you haven't checked up on me, blah, blah, blah. But for a lot of people, if you're a strong friend and you stop being as much of a strong friend, now you're fake. Now you're different things like that. Oh. And it's like, yeah. I'm fake for pursuing something. I'm not taking anything away from you. Mm-hmm. But back to what I was saying earlier, the proximity. Like, I felt like back when I was on the East Coast, I had a bunch of different, like, plugs in me, and that was a lot of people's outlet. So, once you're able to get that weight and things off your chest, you'll be surprised how much you can grow. So, when I, as far as family, my family know how I'm rocking. I communicate with them when I need to communicate with them and vice versa. As far as my close friends, we rap all the time. Everybody else who feels some type of way, they got to look at themselves why they right. feel some type of That's between them and their therapist. That's facts. Yeah. yeah, I definitely try to need to work better on seeing my parents more, especially. A little trick I got is uh, I let my mail go to my grandma's house. Okay. So that if I need to go get my mail, it gives me an excuse to go over there and see them. Right. So that makes I see my grandma every week because of that. Okay. My grandma, my uncle, my mom. Uh, sometimes I go months without seeing my dad, but just reach out, give him a call. Mm-hmm. I think something a lot of people need to hear too is. You know, you can pick up the phone and call or text or reach out or set up a day to go see somebody. You don't always have to wait till they hit you. Right. right. Like, it's okay to be the first person, even if you're the first person every time. Like, I got certain friends that, you know, I start the group chat, like, let's go do this, let's go do this. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you know when the vibe is there when you link. Some friends, right. it's like, bro, you live down the street. I ain't seen you in years. Right. And every time we link up, it's it's a little off. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 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 I I definitely need to work on that. But I do have to, I guess, give myself a break sometimes. It's like, Nia, you're, you're pursuing something right now. And that that means sometimes it takes time away from, mm-hmm. from your family or from your romantic relationships or from whatever. Like, I mean, my, my love life is non-existent. Yeah. But. <laughs> Oh, man. I, 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 won't talk, I won't talk too much about that. I won't talk too much about that. Now time for a commercial break. Please. <laughs> this is where I put my transparency play commercial. Can We're you gonna- talk about uh, the other business you say you're about to launch? Can you, can you spill the beans on that? Hey, yeah, I did that. Beans. Yeah. I wish I knew which one of these was the drum. They they got a mind. Yeah, out. yeah. <laughs> um, the business that I'm working on. Mm, I don't want to say too much, but I could give like a brief, like preview. You yeah, don't say yeah. too much. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you know, I'm still saying. trying to work on yeah, trademark yeah. and all that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I don't want nobody steal my idea. Yeah, yeah. Right. keep keep but it light. Keep it light. Since I, I'm a therapist that works in you know low income neighborhoods, mm-hmm. 
Um, A lot of my clients are either Hispanic or African-American. And since I work with kids, a lot of therapy is more so teaching because they don't have the words to put to what how they're feeling. So mm. a lot of times we have to teach them different emotions, different coping skills, things like that. And in my line of work, it's not a lot of tools with with us. So let's just say I'm I'm going to help in that area. Okay. And that's hard. Yeah, I've been working on it for almost a year, since February. And um, I, I'm excited to get that going. But also, you know, that fear has been there because mm. I'm thinking, like, how is my life going to change after I start this? Because I see, you know, Beans working all the time with his brand. And it's just like he's always going, always going, always going. And I'm like, what kind of sacrifices am I going to have to make to see this, you know, business get, get um, what's the word? Be successful, I should say. Well, I think um, I think with that, because I, I also was going to add to transparency to play, because I do want to just expound on that a little bit, but just to piggyback off of what you were saying, when it comes to entrepreneurship and a lot of moving pieces, I think you prioritize the things that you need daily and everything else kind of get put, fill in the blank. So there's not one day that I don't go without doing my affirmations. There's not one day I don't go without drinking water or certain things that you need. Everything around that is, is time management. And like I said, prioritizing. So something that can take a week to do, if you could do it earlier, cool, but don't beat yourself up weighing that out versus something that's due tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So you just get more organized. And like Jim was saying is there will come a time where you'll have a team, but for now, don't be so hard on yourself. Just like break down whatever it is that you need to do. And don't be afraid to ask for help. Yeah. Because you have friends, you reached out to me talking about yo beans. If you need anything for the play, let me know. Boom, boom, boom. So it also is a reflection of your support system too. When people do know that you're about to do something brave, so I, I think keep all that in mind. But don't beat yourself up putting all this weight on your shoulders that only exists in your head. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was a bar. <laughs> Get me in the stool, Jeff. Yeah, Get me in the stool today. In the rock with it, Get man. Me in you know the what I'm saying? Get I think, me in the uh, stool today. Along the lines of what you were saying, something that helps me is, you know, instead of thinking, oh, how is this going to affect my life or whatever, whatever, what if it goes better than how you plan it in your head? Mm. So I was like, you know, you know, what if it works out beautifully, everything just falls mm-hmm. into place instead of thinking about, I was reading this book it's talking about like double trauma mm. where it's like you think it's gonna go bad and then when it goes bad you was already feeling it like feeling right. like it's gonna be bad yeah. and then when it ends bad you feel it again right and now yeah. it's like ah so yeah. it's like just think like what if it goes good and then you know you never know you yeah. give yourself that chance That's, that's that goes back to that the mindset of believing in it mm. because it's like if you're thinking that it's going to go bad and it actually goes bad, then you might feel defeated and you might not try again. Right. But if you're thinking with the open mind, like, I'm just going to try my best and we're going to see what comes out of this, like, then if you do fail, you're not going to feel as bad. You're going to be like, okay, yeah, I messed up or I lost some money, but I'm going to try this again. If I do it this way this time, then maybe that won't happen. So it is a lot about mindset. It's a lot about mindset. Uh, the other question I finally remembered. There you go was what is the most common or the most frequent emotion that you feel now that 
you're an entrepreneur and like just betting on yourself what's what's a common emotion or most frequent emotion that you experience um i, I wouldn't even necessarily maybe the emotion is uh persistence and endurance so like mm. at the beginning i feel like when it comes to you about to start a business or entrepreneurship it's the constant gut checks bow oh yeah. you trying to do that bow bow and i don't think they necessarily stop i think you just start to develop more, like more strength in mm-hmm. your gut because right. they're gonna st- so i think is that you're you're constantly challenged to see how bad do you still want this because right. I'm, I'm i'm not going to stop hitting you Mm-hmm. So you just find more ways to either bob and weave or if you do get you just like roll with the punches. Like that's something that I know like that I've become comfortable with. Like things are going to happen because yeah. it's a challenge. And like you were saying earlier, I don't even perceive things as failure because I'm always thinking about, okay, how can I get the lesson out of this? Mm. Or even the GPS, if you make a wrong turn, like it's still going to make sure you get to your destination. So yeah. I'm always in that mindset. Like, okay, that happened, whatever. I'm still getting that. Like you're, right. nothing's going to stop me from getting that. Mm-hmm. And after I get that, then yeah, it's just all, that's what it's about. It's about getting there. Yeah. No matter how long it take you, what you got to do, but as long as you get there, that's all that matters. Yeah. So I mean, I think along those lines, you were saying for me, it's relentless. Right. Like I constantly get in these modes of where everything gets piled on you, it gets hard, hard. Like why me? And then you just like. Who cares? Like, I'm going to just get it regardless. Like, all these problems is not going to go away. So I got to just rise to the occasion and meet it. And then right. every time, that's how it works out. And and you really have to make sure that you're taking care of yourself mentally in order to take on something as, like, your own business. Right. Because, like, we were talking about, like, the mindset and all of that. Like, if your mind not right and you're dealing with depression and, and you need to get that together in order to have your successful business. Like, mm-hmm. it's not just about hard work, hard work, hard work. You, you got to be right up here. Yeah. Like, just like they tell us. As therapists, like, we hear all these traumatic stories all the time, all these sad stories. And what if I'm going through something on the outside and then I have to hear all these traumatic stories? Like, you got to take care of your mind, too. I go to therapy myself because I can't I can't also deal with my trauma and deal with my client's trauma at the same time. Like, I got to handle that on my own in order to be the best therapist that I could be because I can't take on, you know, what I'm dealing with and put it on them. So it's it's the same thing like with entrepreneurship. Like you got to make sure that your mind is right too because like you got to believe in it more than anybody else. You can't have that defeat defeated attitude because like where is that going to get you? And I like how you said the thing about failure because a lot of people can see failure and be like, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. You know what I'm saying? Maybe this is not the right thing for me. Maybe I should go back to my nine to five. You know, and if you have that, you you ain't gonna you ain't gonna get nowhere. You gotta look. You gotta shift. You gotta shift the way that you think in order to make it. And um, I'm just I'm I'm really happy because I'm I'm learning from both of y'all right now because y'all are much further in entrepreneurship than I am. I'm I'm still a little baby, still trying to learn to crawl and everything, but. I'm, I'm taking this in. Give yourself more credit, Neil. I'm not going to let you keep doing that, though. You're not crawling. You're, you're, you're actually marching. Like, that's what entrepreneurship is. not no monster. It's not no, I'm learning how to. You're dealing, okay, this has to get paid. That has to get paid. Cool. Okay, who do I need to have up here to interview? Bet. This need to, I need to book a student. That is entrepreneurship. Yeah. It's, 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 a, it's a product. It's a service. Different things like that. But you are walking. You know who's crawling? 
lot or not even the people who didn't push the button yet. The people who looking at thing I'm thinking about starting a podcast or um maybe I'm one foot in. No, you've already had a successful first season and second season. So let's all give Nia her flowers real quick. Yeah. Yeah. For doing her thing in entrepreneurship. Yeah. Nah, for real. So I, I love Chef V. Yo, dead ass. Like so like think about that and even when we keep talking about like failure, fear, different things like that. We're all the pilot of our plane, like the captain of the, our ship, different things like that. So, whatever, if failure wants to be on that 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 plane, that come, you can come too, whatever. But we're still going to the destination. Y'all yeah. can hop off whenever y'all want, but it's still making sure that that you go get it. I don't know. I'm just so turned up in right my, now. In my mind, there's no such thing as failure. Mm. It doesn't exist to me because if I if I make a mistake or a misstep. I just learned to not make that mistake the next time. And I'm glad I made it on this level instead of like when it's way more contracts and Mm -hmm. stuff involved. Mm -hmm. So every failure is like a lesson. That's how you learn. It's more to be learned in a loss than it is in a win. Because if you win, you're not watching film like that. You're not studying like what went wrong. You're just like, I got the win. That's it. But if you lose, like, man, losing sucks. How do I make sure I never feel like this again? Mm. Yeah, that pre- preparation is is everything. Is everything. Mm. But uh, I want y'all to shout out y'all's businesses and how can people support y'all. How much time do we got left? <laughs> we got we got a lot of time. All right, I, about time. To, I just want to talk about the play a little bit. So I'm gonna tell yeah. y'all a little bit. So we got Chef Beans. Intentional consumption, everything underneath intentional consumption is a reflection of the things that I cooked. I move out here to monetize my creativity, but the baby, which is no longer a baby anymore, transparency, that was sprouted because the last relationship I was in, I realized we didn't know each other as much as we thought we did. Mm-hmm. So I thought, hmm, I wonder what if we asked more transparent questions at the beginning. Damn, I wonder what that would look like for a single parent. I wonder what that would look like. My mind went crazy. So like I said, I already had three sis- successful seasons and now that we're at the play i'm excited because transparency is a reflection of mental health as well because as you're watching other people be transparent you got to realize that that came from a space of self-reflection so you can't be transparent about somebody who you don't know yeah and if you're having being self-reflective you're not only trying to communicate to somebody else your standards and the things you will tolerate and won't tolerate you're also able to just really like Sit with yourself and really get to know yourself because I feel like that's the first step before dating anybody and being in a relationship with anybody. Being in a healthy relationship with yourself, let that be a forefront. So the reason why I'm so excited and back to what I was saying about being a value dealer is because I'm literally putting on a forefront people having a relationship with themselves, Mm. whether that's healthy or not. To challenge people to ask themselves those same questions. Like, how would I respond if I was on a date on the other side of that table? Or how would I respond if I am that person? So that's that's like the forefront of it. So I think that's what brings me so much joy. And to know that it started from an idea that I could have just passed up on. Like, it's cool, but whatever is a reflection of, like, my perseverance and my endurance. So I don't know. I just wanted to get those rocks off. Transparency to play. By the time y'all see this, it'll already be out. So, you know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But just know it's going to be lit. When y'all finally see this, just know the play was lit. If y'all not there. But hey, who knows? And on top of that, uh, Chef Bean's Recipe to a Woman's Heart came out earlier in the year, which that's still doing this thing. I'm just... I'm just excited to radically take a chance on the things that I want to take a chance on mm-hmm. and not settle in any aspect of my life. Mm-hmm. So, it's up in the stock. There you go. 
All yeah. right. <laughs> sure. I say for me, everything I do is is based off music. So music always been the foundation. You know, my company is more like a consulting music consulting company with me and my friend Zach as the first guinea pigs. So started with us being artists. So we always dropping music. Got a whole year planned already. EP January uh, albums, two albums next year. Bunch of content coming. And then you want to tap in, like when you see us, come to the shows, stream the music, buy the merch. We got another festival we throw on at the end of next year. And, you know, if you know anybody or if you yourself have any ideas you want to get off as far as uh, music or as far as how do I go about setting up an event or stuff like that, just hit me up. That's kind of what I specialize in and the company as well, taking people's ideas, whether that's for an event for a music project and turning it into a full drawn out thing. Mm-hmm. So they yeah, all that. And how can they find that? Is that through Instagram? Do you have a website? Instagram, uh, the website is going to come top of the year as well, but mainly Instagram, my Instagram, Jimmy Bishop, nine five one or at in the Epic house. And just, yeah, we always on there. All right. And where can we buy these tickets? www.chefbeans.com. But by the time they see this, right. Unless we, get, unless we get an early clip www.chefbeans.com It's usually be intentional Say be transparent Like all the way locked in Like I, honestly I, I, My sleep cycle hasn't been the same But I know I've transmuted Like I said That anxiety That pressure Into enthusiasm So I'm enthused about the outcome of like I can already see the future, bro. Yeah. I'm telling you, this, this, you gotta see it before. Bright. Yeah, yeah, bro. It's, right. it's, it's, it's really, it's, exactly. it's, it's really about to go crazy. And how you guys can support me is follow What's Good with You on Instagram, double underscore What's Good with You, and also we are on YouTube. And I wanted to make it a point to shout out my camera guy. My videographer, my partner, yes, Marquise, yes, because sir. he has his own business as well called Hilford Ave, and he provides these great videos for us. So I wanted to shout him out as well because he is an entrepreneur as well. So we're done, guys. We, oh, we, we did an hour. We did an hour. That was quick. Yeah, I felt like 20 minutes. I, I, I love this episode, and I think this is going to be great for December. This is going to you know, lead us into Christmas and everything. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, thank you guys for coming, and that's all. What's good with you? All right.